0: Good morning. I'm thankful that you are here this morning. As Steve reminded us, this is the week of Thanksgiving, a day set aside for the sin of gluttony. No, Thanksgiving's not not about gluttony. Thanksgiving is about gratitude, and I really appreciated that video about gratitude. I, I don't know what your Thanksgiving is going to look like this week, but according to you know, American traditional Thanksgiving, families will most likely get together this week and, and have a nice, nice meal together. Maybe some will watch f- uh, football if, if that's something that your family does. Some families have a tradition where when they sit around the table to have their meal, they'll each take turns saying something that they're thankful for. Not every family does that, but... Some do, and what I've noticed uh, is that almost every family has at least one crier. I don't know if you have a crier in your family, but there's almost always someone that gets uh, really reflective and deep when you go around the table. What are you thankful for? And the tears come, and, you know, they they ruin their napkin before they even eat, and blowing into it. and Yeah? Who's the crier? Anyone? You're the crier? And you're you're the crier? All right. You're the crier? All right. Well, when you have a crier around the table, usually when you go around, you also, almost every family has one. Almost every family has a jokester. And the jokester's job, uh, when everyone starts crying, is to bring everyone back from the emotional breakdown, and they try to say something funny to kind of break the tension, and they'll, they'll try to get everybody kind of back. And I've also noticed this, almost every family has that, you know what, this is stupid. Can we just eat, please? <laughs> almost every family has that person, too. Like, I'm tired of this. Just pass me the potatoes. Can we just get on with it? Most families have that person. Who's that? Don't, don't raise your hand. We don't want to know if, that, if that's you. Like, I, I don't know what your Thanksgiving is going to look like this week, but I'm pretty confident that around every table, there's going to be someone sitting there having a really hard time finding a heart of gratitude. That's just the reality of life. The pain, the sorrow of life may weigh heavier on their heart than gratitude can seem to lift. If you've been a follower of Jesus for a while, and I know in, in, as I look around in this service, that's probably true of a lot of you. You've been a follower of Jesus for a long, long time. Well, throughout the years, no doubt, you have felt the tension of verses like this. You've heard sermons on it. you've read it in your daily devotions, this verse that says from 1 Thessalonians 5:18. Go ahead and go to the next slide for me. There it is. "Be joyful always. That's easy right? Be joyful always, no problem. Pray continually. I will say this about pray continually. If you've been walking with Jesus for a while, and and you have put that into practice, uh, here's what I have noticed throughout the years. Uh, It's just, I have seen God answer prayer in so many ways. And uh, what I've learned is this, the pray continually part. Just think about someone who, my, my dad, whenever I was a kid uh, playing baseball, I struck out a lot. And, and the reason I struck out a lot is I was afraid to swing the bat. And uh, one of the things he told me whenever I was growing up playing baseball in Little League, you're never going to hit the ball if you don't swing the bat. That's like 100% for sure you're not going to hit the ball if you don't at least swing. You might miss, but you're for sure not going to hit it if you don't swing. The percentage of prayers answered goes way way up the more we pray. Does that make sense? Pray continuously. It's just something I've just learned in practical terms. I've just have seen God answer more prayer the more I pray. B Joyful always, okay, admittedly that's not always just super easy, but the pray continually thing, I'm learning that, hopefully you're learning that. But then there's that last one. Give thanks in a few pleasant, desirable circumstances. No, that's not what it says. Give thanks in all of the circumstances. What? That one sounds kind of hard. Does God really expect you and I to give thanks in all the circumstances? What's the rest of the verse say? The rest of the verse says, this is God's will for you, for me, in Christ Jesus. Oh, so yeah, I guess God does expect for you and I to give thanks Thanks in all circumstances. Well, how in the world do we do that? How do we find a heart of gratitude in all circumstances? Our youngest daughter, Faith, just turned 18 on Friday. I know, a gasp goes throughout the entire room. Yeah, 18. All three of my kids now are adults. None of them have jobs. <laughs> Two of them still live at home. But they're, uh, they're all 18 and older. Yeah, and, and we celebrated. We took her to a concert with uh, Jordan Felice and Colton Dixon. Had a great time. She loved it. It was a lot of fun. It's quite honestly, it's, it's quite easy to be thankful for my daughter's 18th birthday. But I was thinking about her life this week. She's 18. 18 years ago this week, we spent Thanksgiving, my wife and I spent Thanksgiving in Pittsburgh Children's Hospital, just Angie and I, in the cafeteria of Children's Hospital eating a a turkey dinner together and I could still remember sitting across the table. I can see it in my eyes, in, in my mind's eye, the table we were sitting at in the room, looking across the table in, into her eyes, and just we both were wondering, are we even going to take our daughter home with us? That's where we were at 18 years ago. We didn't know. And if you've ever been through something like that, and I know some of you here have, then you know, you know that gratitude just looks different on days like that. It's not as easy to find. It was easy to find on Friday. I mean, we had a great time. It was easy to find gratitude. 18 years ago, it wasn't quite as easy to find. The video that we opened up with made this simple statement. I really liked it. I hope that you will walk home with this simple statement on your heart. Well, don't walk home. Drive home. but take it with you. It's a long way to walk. Take this with you. Gratitude. Gratitude gives thanks to God, not because things are good, but because he is good. Right? Isn't that good? Gratitude gives thanks to God, not because things are good, but because He is good. Circumstances in life will change, but God doesn't. Circumstances in life can sneak up on us. They can surprise us, but God is never caught off guard. Circumstances in life are not always good good, but God is. Circumstances in life, listen to this, are not always a reliable source of joy. Amen? But God is. Always. Gratitude gives thanks to God, not because things are good, but because He is good. This is is why, when we read that verse at the end of it, when it says, be joyful always, pray continuously, give thanks to God in all circumstances, this is why it is God's will for us. Because gratitude is a choice. It's a choice to trust God, Even on our darkest days, it's a choice to thank God for being with us, for sustaining us, for comforting us, for guiding us through the valley of pain, through the valley of suffering and sorrow. I will never forget that night. It's a Friday night. My dad and my sister showed up in Pittsburgh. They had some clean clothes, clean underwear, toothbrush, all that kind of stuff. They brought some supplies and, and they brought some, some big hugs. And what I remember about that moment is this. Our circumstance didn't change that night. Do you get that? The circumstance was still the same. Our circumstances did not change, but Angie and I were so filled with gratitude. Her mom and dad were watching Hannah and Elijah, and we didn't have to worry about them. My dad, my sister brought the, the, the needed hugs and love and support, the, just that physical touch that we needed in that moment. It was a season of uncertainty, and the circumstances were still the same, but our hearts were filled with gratitude. Not just towards our family, but towards God. Because he never left our side, not for one moment. He demonstrated his kindness, he demonstrated his provision over and over again. So if gratitude Is about finding joy, about finding satisfaction, about finding a thankful heart. In our relationship with God, instead of in our circumstances, we better take a moment to just pause and ask the important question, do you have a relationship with God? Do you have a personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ? Because if not, listen, all you're left with is your circumstances. All the practical life stuff about gratitude that I'm going to share with you this morning, and I hope it's going to be super helpful, but it's all built on, it's all dependent upon a relationship with Jesus. And that only comes through admitting that you are a messed up sinner just like the rest of us. And believing that your only hope for a changed heart, for a changed life, for a changed eternal destiny is found in faith in Jesus Christ. See, here's the good news about Jesus. Jesus is the God-man who lived a sinless life. He died on a cross as a sacrifice for your sin and for my sin. He took the penalty That we deserved and then he rose from the dead three days later he proved his victory over sin and death and now Jesus offers you and I forgiveness of sin he offers us freedom from guilt eternal life a transformed life simply by trusting in him to do for you and me what we cannot do for ourselves See, that is the foundation of a heart of gratitude. Gratitude is rooted in the gospel of God's grace. Gratitude gives thanks to God, not because things are good, but because He is good. I wonder if you ever wish that you were more consistent in being joyful always. I do. I wonder if you ever wish that you were more consistent in being able to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, there's probably someone here today that's like, "Nope, I like being miserable. I like it. I like being grumpy. Pretty sure the people around me love it too. Right? Well... <laughs> I don't know if that's you, but for the rest of us that don't like to live life that way, let me give you three simple, practical things that every one of us can do. Myself included. I need these things too. So I'm preaching this to my own heart. Three simple, practical things we can all do that will help give us more consistency in finding a heart of gratitude, even on days when it's really, really hard. Here's the first one. First one is, we need to make sure that we worship God with gratitude. That's something you can do. We can all worship God with gratitude. Ephesians chapter five. Now i got a couple verses for us to look at. Ephesians chapter five. You can join me there if you'd like. Ephesians five, 19 and 20. I'm actually gonna start in verse 18. Verse 18 might be helpful to you. I don't know. It starts off with, don't be drunk with wine. It starts off with, don't get drunk this week, all right? Don't get drunk because, and there's a good reason, it'll ruin your life. But instead, instead of getting drunk and ruining your life, here's something better. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, that is better. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the part of worship. Worship. Verse 19, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. And here's the thankful part. Verse 20, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see the connection between gratitude and worship? It's a direct correlation between the two. Colossians Chapter 3. Look at that. It it repeats some of the same phrases in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. The same idea here. uh, Verse 15. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. As members of one body, you're called to live in peace. Always be thankful. All right, where's the challenge? Always be thankful. Verse 16. Let the message about Christ, what's the message about Christ? Well, that's the gospel, isn't it? In all of its richness, let the gospel fill your life. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives, and here's a similar phrase from the one we just read, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with a thankful heart. I love verse 17, just a a good summary verse to live by. Whatever you do, whatever you're doing, whatever's coming out of your mouth, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Do everything for the glory of Jesus. Do everything. Let the words that come out of our mouths, uh, may, they, may they reflect a heart of gratitude to our Father, to Jesus When we worship here at church, when we worship God in our cars, in our homes, that worship's really important because it positions our hearts towards greater gratitude. Well, why is that happening? Because true worship is focused on God and not our circumstances. Do you understand that? When we're worshiping God, we are focused on Him. We're not staring at our circumstances apart from Him. The circumstances may not change at the end of the song. The circumstances may get worse by the end of the the time in worship. But when we are engaging God in worship, we are bringing Him into that circumstance with us. We're not trying to experience it apart from him. You see the difference? Worship is praising God for who he is. Worship is praising God for all he's done. It is a powerful expression of gratitude. Do you have a, I'm gonna go out on a limb and and hopefully you know what this term means. You know what playlist is? Is that everybody? All right, I'll try to explain playlist. Playlist. Um, so on on phones, on iPads, those kind of things. If if you're listening to music through a digital device, you can build uh, a list of songs that uh, that are in like a folder or a package, and it's called a playlist, and it's saved there for you, uh, and and different occasions. And I'm wondering if you have. And even if you don't know how to operate a phone, I know there's people in this room that have a mental playlist of of songs for sorrow. You have a go-to set of songs on days of pain. You have a go-to set of verses on days when the world is upside down. I know that of some of you, even if you don't know how to operate a phone. Do you have a playlist for the sorrow and pain of your life? When I go to the gym... I have a playlist to, you know, get me pumped up, get me excited, Taylor Swift, (laughs) (laughs) Bill Gaither,